0: Each and every morning, the sun shall rise. It represents a new beginning. A chance to right wrongs. To pursue your goals and chase your dreams. For me, every morning, I can't wait to get back to bed. So I won't be doing any of these things. But at least I can keep you company while you do. It's time for the Kenny Ho at Night Show. Nerd talk. Dork talk. Real talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. But this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of The Kenny Ho Show third time's a charm right i've I've tried to record this episode three times now because yep you guessed it construction in the neighborhood yet again these guys really harsh in my recording schedule and i'm like guys it's it's pretty ridiculous they didn't work all week it's a friday they start now doesn't make any sense to me but you know what sure it's delayed things it's not a morning show it's not even gonna be an afternoon drive show i guess it's gonna be a night show everything's pushed back it's not ideal but you know what it still holds up i kept my word we made it it is the fifth and final episode of this week day five of five episode five of five i've completed a challenge It's the first challenge I've issued to myself that I've actually completed in the last three years. It's kind of sad. But you know what? I'm going to try to keep my mind positive. Let's focus on the positive. I got her done. What up? But holy crap, it wasn't easy. I've had a lot of fun this week. I hope you've listened to all the episodes and you have too. But holy crap, it's been a rough one. It's been very challenging. It's not easy doing five shows in a week. Because you have to understand... When it comes to the weekly show, something's gonna come up. It's not an issue finding something to talk about. Over a span of seven days, either something's gonna happen in my life or something in the entertainment world that I can talk about that I find interesting. That's not a problem. But when you do it daily, especially because I'm not a very outgoing person. So I ain't got Michelle Branch concert stories, you know, up my sleeve, left, right, and center. This is not me. And living the nerd life. There's not always something newsworthy that happens in the nerd world on a regular daily basis. So this week, I actually had to try pretty hard to bring you content that's worthwhile and fun to talk about. And you know what I think about trying. Trying is for suckers. Everybody fails upwards in life. Why would you ever try? Trying is gross. But then again, every pretty girl I've ever asked out has turned around to me and said, Oh, what are you doing in those bushes? And, ew, no, gross. So, I guess I'm gross, so I guess I might as well try. And try I did, and it happened. I proved I could do it. I could do a daily show. Now, my mistake was that, in my own mind... I thought of it as a morning show that I was going to do this every single morning, but I should have known myself better than to think that I could deliver five mornings in a row, especially thinking about it as a morning show where morning shows take place at like seven to nine or six to eight or six to nine or whatever it is these days. I'm never up early enough to listen to a morning show is basically what I mean. So why would I think I'd, I could get up early enough to actually do one for that time? As I said earlier in this week, three o'clock, no way, not happening. And I have realized, sure, I could do a show every single day for one week, but to do this every single week, day in and day out, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do a half-hour podcast every single day. I mean, I could phone it in, but then what's the point? I've also learned this week that I really don't have that much to say. Like, I just really don't care about very much in life. I'm not passionate about a whole lot. So I couldn't do a show every single day, every single week, which I suppose could bring my mind to ease cuz you know i'm i'm pretty i'm surprised i guess is the best way to put it i'm not that I'm not, I'm not pissed or disappointed or whatever i guess a little bit disappointed that i'm not in radio conventional radio as i said you know i walked away from acting once upon a time and Moved into a different industry and I regret basically every moment that I was in that industry. So at one point in my life when I decided, you know what? I'm meant for showbiz. I'm built for showbiz. And I finally got myself back into showbiz. Took a shot at radio. I was hell bent on success. I went back to school and I showed them this is how it's done. Like I was one intense dude. You know, I took the talents and knowledge of being an actor and I applied it in an intense way in radio school in that first year of radio school setting a bar for everyone else but by second year I was so beat up and you know bloated with booze I had no energy you know I still worked very hard did what I could but a lot of that intensity was gone but still I feel like I did enough because I was told by my program director on my exit interview that I was a top five guy for sure and she was looking forward to what I was going to do in the future and I had every belief I was going to be in radio but here I am not in radio not in showbiz anymore this podcast my YouTube channel closest thing I'm getting to showbiz at this point and it- you know, I love this podcast, but it's a little bit disappointing I'm not in that game. But, you know, this week, this challenge to myself, it kind of eases my mind. Because one of the things I was worried about was, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough live. You know, what if I don't have enough things to say? And this week kind of proves that, you know, I had an inkling of, of truth uh, in my fears that, you know what, I guess I, I do struggle to find things to say. So I guess everything happens for a reason. Maybe it's for the best I'm not in radio. But then again, I thought about it some more because I'm an overthinker like that. And it also makes sense. I'm like, well, doing a 20 to 30 minute podcast day in and day out, that's very challenging. Even for the best in the game, which I'm not even close to, I would think that's at least kind of challenging, if not quite challenging. But being on radio, you're not talking for 20 to 30 minutes in a row. You may not even be talking for 20, 30 minutes in your whole shift. Because if you think about it, uh, a morning drive show, it's like three hours long. Basically, all the day parts are about three hours long. And if you're on music radio, which is what I wanted to get into, you basically only talk maybe two minutes every 15, 20 minutes. So your whole shift, you're not going to hit half hour. And with radio, it would be a bit more... I think your topic is kind of chosen for you because let's say I was going to play a Taylor Swift song. I would just tell a Taylor Swift story. And it could be anything. And it's told in such a bullshit, fake manner anyway. It ain't that challenging. You basically, with all these cats, they just put on a smile, you know, take a positive spin on it and then throw to the song. On conventional radio, And remember that story I told you the other day about Taylor dodging the paparazzi. You know, I told it one way, the way it would happen on conventional radio would be like, Taylor Swift may be sick of the press playing a part in her relationships. She was recently spotted dodging the paparazzi with her boyfriend. Could it be? Could she finally be ready to settle down? Well, we're all rooting for you, Taylor. We're so happy that you finally found happiness. And I'm always happy when I hear Style on 92.1, The Show. I could do that bullshit all day. I don't mean a single word that I said of that. I'm not happy for anybody, anything, or just in general. Not even myself. And I think it's a horrible idea that she's dodging the paparazzi, but again, I've already been over that. So when it's phony baloney bullshit like that, I, you know what? On well, second thought, I think I could do it. i feel cheap and like I'm selling out, but you know, at the end of the day, I'll probably get some free concert tickets working for a station like that. I can live with being a fake. It's not like being real has gotten me anywhere I want to be in life. And even talk radio. I wouldn't try to get into sports talk radio, even though I find it interesting. There's no way I'm getting one of those jobs. Those jobs are so highly sought after. Like, this is how radio school worked. It was half the people interested in sports. The other half interested in music. Well, let's just say I don't have the competitive drive or the passion to deal with the sports guys. The other side of talk radio, which is like politics and... Business and finance and all that stuff. The the shit I find extremely, extremely boring. It's not for someone my age. It's for someone 20, 30 years older than me to listen to. And certainly as a host, I mean, I could fake it. And I don't find it completely uninteresting. I mean, some of this stuff does affect me, right? And it's a job. I would suck it up. I would do a good job. I would make it compelling. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is even a show like that. You're not on air talking 20 minutes straight by yourself. You're on there. You know, you talk a couple minutes. You know, you just report the news. You give your opinion. Then you probably interview a specialist or two. Then you open up the phone lines and talk to some boring-ass middle-aged rich white people who are calling in to give their two cents on the matter. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Some commercials, some weather, some traffic, and you're home. So you know what? I should keep my mind positive. I've proven I can do five Kenny Ho shows in a week. It's just me talking for 20-30 minutes. Some may disagree, but I'd like to think I have what it takes to be in mainstream radio. And maybe someday I will be, but I doubt it at this point. But again, I'm getting negative. Never mind that. It's Friday. T-G-I-F. The day that that Rebecca Black girl sang about. The words, thank God it's Friday, has never ever come out of my mouth until just now. Because... I don't know about you, like, what your schedule is. Do you work a Monday to Friday type of situation? Because I never have. Like, when I went to theater school, it was Monday through Saturday, and on Sundays I worked. And then, as I said, I switched careers, same thing. I worked Monday to Saturday, took Sundays off. And then when I went back to school, school was Monday to Thursday, I worked Friday through Sunday. Fridays and the weekends have never meant a damn thing to me. And it still doesn't. I work weekends all the time still. When people, you know, were ready to meet up with their booze and their bays and, you know, get their drink on, get their party on. You know, basically when people were excited for the weekend, I was like, Ah, balls. Let me drag my heels into work now. Let me go try to make ends meet. Unfortunately, making ends meet for me has always meant settling for a lifestyle that could lead me to a disease that many people thought were eradicated for centuries. But you know what? It is Friday. What's your plan? What do you got on the docket other than listening to the old Kenny Ho show? First of all, good call. You got some big plans over the weekend. Some recreational drugs maybe. Now I'm not judging and you shouldn't say either yes or no just in case Big Brother's listening. Just know if you need some cocaine, I know a guy. They call him the Tide Cocaine Dealer. He's quite discreet. DM me, I'll set you up. Me? Well, I actually have plans this weekend. I didn't make them myself. My cousin gave me an invitation to her wedding. She's like, you're coming. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It's crazy. It's not like my older cousin. It's not like she's five years older than me. She's my younger cousin and she's getting married. I don't even have a woman. I don't even have prospects. I'm not even eyeing anybody at this point. When I found out she was getting married, I'm like, you're not old enough to get married. What are you talking about? Are you even out of high school yet? Turns out she's been done university for a couple years now. She's been working in the real world for a few years now. I mean, how is this even possible? Did someone put me in cryo for a few years? This doesn't add up. I remember the last time I saw you, you were telling me about your boy troubles in high school. And I'm sure I didn't give good advice back then because I wasn't as wise as I am now. I was probably like, oh my goodness, true love does exist. But you know what? I couldn't couldn't give her advice even now. If anything, I'd have to go talk to her husband and be like, all right, this is what you do, bro. You never trade in the sports car. And you should probably pick up a cigarette habit right now. Makes things a lot easier later on. But anyway, as I was saying, I'm like, this can't be right. You're not old enough to get married. It turns out that advice I gave her, that talk I had with her, that was a solid like six or seven years ago. I haven't seen her in six or seven years. I'm like, what the hell? Like I was at her house the other day. I was at uh, my aunt's house the other day. Actually, it's not even her house anymore. It's my aunt's house. Nobody lives there. They all moved out. They're all mature and grown up and such. Like I looked at the walls and it's like everybody had a graduation picture. I'm like, I certainly hope that's high school graduation. Were y'all really smart y'all just went to one year of university and then one of my other cousins visited she's like probably my youngest cousin and it turns out she's already in university i'm like how did this happen i remember when you were just a baby i held you i babysat you how the hell are you a grown person i don't even have my driver's license yet it made me feel worse about myself because i'm like oh man like cousins are moving out and getting married and stuff i didn't get my shit together I may not just be old Kenny for much longer. I might just become straight up old Kenny. Yeah, and another weird thing about everyone being grown up and moving out and such is they're all girls. All my cousins are girls. And they're all moving in with the guys without being married to them. To which I, I, all I gotta say is you harlots, you were a disgrace to the family. What are you thinking? What are you doing? At least make them ring you up first. You're just giving it all away. He could leave you. This is not a good call. You gotta have some collateral. You gotta hold something against him. You gotta give him reason not to dodge out on you one night, you know? But I guess the flip side to all of this is... Is that those guys don't look like they got much of a flight risk. They're clearly whipped enough that they got talked into moving in with these girls... Like, my buddy David's got the right idea. He's been dating the same girl for like seven, eight years now. Not a thought of moving in together with her. Not a thought of marrying her. He's a champion. He knows what's up. Like, if you just date a girl even for a significant amount of time, and all of a sudden one morning you wake up, you're like, you know what? I'm over this. And you don't live with her. You can simply stop answering your phone. You can ghost her. And hopefully she ain't so crazy that she can't read between the lines. That she takes a hint. But if you live with the girl, she may catch you buying a plane ticket. But in order for her to do that, you gotta really not care. You gotta be like, yeah, so what if she catches me? Break up with her right then and there. That's a lot of drama, bro. I wouldn't even pack. I would just grab my credit card, grab my car keys and be done with it. Just be on the road, be done with it. Actually, I wouldn't do any of these things as I would never move in with her. I'd David style this thing. And all this kind of plays into, you know, the topic of today, which is nostalgia. Cause I'm looking back, you know, you know, running into family that I haven't really spent any time with over the past like six, seven years, as I said, and thinking back, you know, to a time when I was babysitting a baby and like, I barely take care of myself at this point. Nobody's going to trust me with a kid. Back then, they're like, we, we expect big things from you, Kenny. Now it's like, we hope you know how to do your own laundry. But also, of course, you know, seeing Michelle Branch and uh, doing the retro review this week. Watching that video really took me back. And then this morning, I was on my Facebook. And I have Tasha and Lacey from Lilix on there. And Lacey had posted an old video of uh, Lilix doing yoga booty ballet back in the day. And I had the hugest crush on Tasha of Lilix for the longest time. So it was crazy that we actually ended up being friends, becoming friends. I mean, she spoiled me. I'm like, well, one dream girl will be my friend, you know? And at this point, I'm not into her. I just, you know, I like her as a human being, but I'm not trying to get with her. So she spoiled me, you know, ballooned up my head to think that I might be able to be friends with Tiffany. Like, I was so surprised that I weren't friends with Tiffany. Yeah, but seeing Tasha when she was... I mean, she looks a little bit different. She's still a gorgeous woman. But she looks a little different now because she's married with a couple of kids. But seeing her in that video the way she used to look, I'm like, damn. I i know why I had such a huge crush on her. But all this nostalgia has inspired me to start a brand new segment. A brand new weekly segment. Huh? That's the That's the giveaway right there. You know it's going to be a one-off when I say it's going to be a weekly thing. I have never on this show said... I will do something repeatedly and actually followed through with it. So, without further ado, the brand new segment on the Kenny Ho Show. It's called Super Babes from the 90s and early 2000s, and we're gonna start off with someone who was in the news yesterday. Almost forgot she existed, and that is the Queen of Pop, Britney Spears. Were you ever a fan of Britney Spears? baby one more time Britney Spears or oops I did it again Britney Spears me all of it I was obsessed with Britney Spears I loved this girl I was a boy and didn't quite know what boobies were but I knew I liked what I saw on her and I was a fan for a really really long time in fact really just up until this past like couple albums have I stopped listening And I figured she'd retired, you know, she has like two or three kids or whatever with Kevin Federline. Figure she just retired, but nope. She's still in the game. She released at least two albums since, uh, what's it called Circus? Her last good album, Circus. Oh, it's just awful now. I know there was an, I don't, I don't know which album it was, but there was a song released off of it. It was so bad. It was just like the most generic, like techno pop thing, dance pop thing. It's garbage. It's still better than Hertz, but it's still pretty bad. But even before then, and it was tough to see her performing live well, if you want to call that performing her and her like, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm actually singing anymore. I'm, I'm clearly lip syncing. Like when she was young, she was such a good dancer. But there's at one point she's not singing. She's not really dancing because at one point, the good, beautiful, talented Britney Spears was consumed by the quite out of shape, waddling, doesn't even care anymore, Britney Spears. As a huge fan, it was really tough to see. Like, do you remember what she looked like when she first came out? Like, do you remember how hot she was? Like, Tiffany, to me, is beautiful, gorgeous. Britney Spears was just straight up hot. And the type of hot that I was really into when I was younger. Blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, that sweet girl next door. Americana at its best. Apple pie, red, white, and blue. But then she found the hillbilly diet. That's right, Cheetos and big gulps. It's like, lady. When the doctor said you should eat foods of different color, I'm pretty sure he meant vegetables and not, well, I got orange and Cheetos. Red and Doritos, and yellow from tacos. Those are wrong type of O's. I think he means more like tomatoes or avocados. Like Christ, girl, I don't even eat that shit, and I'm in horrible shape. You don't stand a chance. That's really disheartening. Like I used to love Britney Spears. I would have hooked up with. Like I would have killed to hook up with her. I would have been like, Hey Brit, I'd kill to hook up with you. Please let me kill for you. But now, even if she offered it up, I'd be like, No, no, I don't want to have to kill you, Brit. The tide has turned. I I would have killed for you back in the day. Now I will kill you if you take another step closer to me. Do you know why? Because I just googled Britney Spears for the first time in a long time. And I am a little bit, well, grossed out, actually. The first thing that pops up is an article that says, Britney in a white, sexy dress. But unfortunately, the picture that comes with the article, the sexy is not the word I would use. Over the hill, washed up, had better days is how I would describe that look. And then I clicked over to, you know, the images on Google, Google Images, I guess it's called. And then there's some pictures of a Britney that I remember, young, beautiful smile. And then, but unfortunately, some of those are next to like current day Britney. And it looks like a PSA for a, this is why you shouldn't do meth type of ad. It's like a before and after. And then there's another article right next to the sexy dress thing. And this one was talking about how much money she spent in 2016. Take a guess. How much money do you think Britney Spears has at this point in her life? Now, you figure with whatever number you came up with, she's got to be spending it reasonably, right? I mean, her career is not what it used to be. If you said any figure less than $1 million, you're not even close. Even if you said $1 million, try multiplying that by 10. She spent $10 million last year. How the hell do you spend $10 million in one year? Like I could date a girl who's a complete gold digger, buy her a house, buy her a car hire a private eye and a couple of bruisers just to make sure she's not cheating on me on the side. And I still would not have spent $10 million. A million? Sure. Two million tops. Apparently these designer bags go for a lot, so gold diggers have expensive tastes. But my line is at 5000000 million. Let's say I'm a high roller. I spend up to $5 million bucks a year. How the hell does she do double that? Well, I'll tell you. You know, on top of wardrobe and, you know, general grooming. The one thing that stood out to me was she spent $122,000 on massages. How many goddamn massages does she get? How much does a massage cost? $100, $200? What, Does she get like a thousand massages? And even Happy Endings massages, at $122,000, you can get like 500 of those. There's only 365 days or whatever in a year. How many massages can you fit into one day? I get up, get a massage. When I have lunch, I get a massage. After dinner, I get a massage. Well, I guess if I put it that way, that makes a lot of sense to me. Well, it sounds like that takes care of that. But then what's even more ridiculous, but just as ridiculous as her dog's grooming bills, is 30 G's. I think I spent 30 bucks on grooming last year. That dog got 30 G's worth of grooming. That's ridiculous. That's more than what a lot of people make. Now, if you're thinking, man, she must have really tapped into those savings like I initially did. Turns out we'd be wrong. She didn't tap into any savings. She's still in the green for the year. She may have spent $10 million, but she made $15 million last year. So that got me immediately. because you know, I don't like researching, but I jumped on there and I looked up what the hell did Britney Spears do last year? Turns out she's got a residency in Las Vegas. I haven't seen her face on any products. I haven't heard of a new album from her lately. I'm assuming most of the $15 million, if not all of the $15 million, came from that residency. It's really too bad I didn't take my shot when I was young Kenny. Because had I had made, not even made it, just had any sort of fame for even a short period of time. We live in a world now where there's cons and stuff, where has will show up and make a killing. Man, I could have milked my come see, come sa mediocre fame into a lifestyle That won't lead me dead due to scurvy or something. All right, that's it. That's episode number five for the week. The final daily show probably ever. And also episode 121 in the larger scheme of things. I hope you've had a good time this week. I certainly have. We'll talk next week for show. Take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. Until next time, Lindsay Fonseca one more time. I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!